What's going on? It's Brian Sosha back yet again. BKFC here, the Bare Knuckle Show. Got uh, we were calling you off the air. You didn't notice, we, Rob. But I think I like Bobby Brazzis better. It sounds Bobby. like you sound like a child star or something. We call you that, like a or some kind of maybe you sound a, like an R and B star, Bobby oh, Brazzis. Oh, let's hear I you like sing. That, but more importantly than me and you, we have him here. We don't always get him. I'm here with David Feldman, CEO, founder of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and. From what I understand, Rob, you're going to grill him a little bit today. Yeah. Oh, no. You're in the hot seat, David. Nervous? It's going to get rough for somebody. (laughs) And uh, a lot of stuff going on today. Right around 12.15, we're going to be talking to Quentin Henry ahead of his fight with Suri DP. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, BKFC Jackson 2, we're going to be talking about that. I'm sure we'll talk about BKFC 26. Hollywood, Florida, Hard Rock, mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. The signing of John Dotson, very excited about that. And BKFC London. There's a lot of great stuff going on, and I'm just happy to be here. How you feeling, Prez? I'm feeling great, man. You know, I uh, was a little under the weather last week. I think I got a couple of the team members sick, but um, I apologize for that, but we're all better now. Yeah, um, I'm working on it. I'm ready, to, <laughs> I'm ready to roll, Rob. You know, Rob, you've been getting on my nerves here for the past couple of weeks, and I, I, I'm ready to do this live on air. All right, I'm ready. I've seen it in the office. It is. It's ha- I thought they'd come to blows the other day. So, yeah, so let's. It's gonna, it's gonna. We'll see. Well, see, let's. See. What do you want to do first? We got the press here. You want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Well, you're gonna sit in for the Quentin interview. That'll be fun. The hero yeah. will be coming. Like I said, uh, you want to talk about John Dotson signing first? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's a big deal for us. I thought it was really cool when that came out. I was excited. The magician is now in the BKFC. We're excited about that. Apparently, and tell me if I'm correct. This is uh, BKFC 28. He's gonna debut in uh, New Mexico, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, at the Rio Rancho Center on August 27th, John Dotson will be um, fighting on that card. The main event will be a great fight. You know, I don't know if you guys are planning on announcing that today or not, but it's going to be a, it's going to be an unbelievable fight. And I am getting hit out from every fighter all over New Mexico that says they really, really want to be a part of this inaugural event there. So it's going to be great. Of course they do. And I mean, John Dotson, I, this guy's no joke. Great pickup for BKFC. Uh, I want to hear what you think about it, but I mean, former UFC, uh, two, flyweight title challenger, 10 two UFC time. victories. Two time. Two time. Hey, he fought for the championship twice, I, man. Dude's did he just beast, fight? Man. Didn't he's he just fight beast. back in April? I think he fought uh, back in April. He fought uh, Francisco Rivera, I think, former UFC vet as well. Okay. So uh, that's another win under his belt. I believe he's 23 and 13 now, pro MMA. I'm excited to see how he's going to do in bare knuckle. He's very fast. I think that's going to be great. Uh, and I don't know. I, they didn't announce. I don't know if you know yet who is going to be fighting. I know who I want to see him against. I'd like to go around. Well, he's not going to say, I don't think. But I want to find out from Rob who well, you want to see him against. The signing doesn't come without controversy from some of the BKFC fighters Why? on the roster. So, Why? Oh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm going to open up with that and put uh, you know Dave in the hot seat really fast. So there's been some banter. Uh, we've been talking about it on the show with... Reggie Barnett Jr. Yeah, he's upset. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was kind of on social media flipping through last night, and he didn't have some kind words to say about the organization that he's getting, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? He's getting seated. Shelfed, yeah, for, shelfed yeah. for a year. And then saying? I saw Nate chimed in. I saw a couple other people chime in. I asked Reggie. I said, hey, man, come on the show. Voice your opinion. I want to hear what you got to say. Is he coming on? I ain't got no response. I got nothing. You know what I don't understand? And this is an attack on anyone, not on Nate or anybody like that. But I never understand when I read these social media things, why do people feel the need to respond on social media to kind of protect our good name, to just to let people know? I would just do it quietly in email or on the phone. Mm-hmm. I would talk to them like that. It's not Nate. I mean, anybody, even fighters. We've talked about this the list of fighters. They go online, they complain, and sometimes they get what they want. Sometimes they don't. Sure. But they're trying to make it. Known. Well, I think that if you go online and say, Hey, this person did X, Y, and Z bad about me. And there's no response. There's no, the public opinion is guilty first. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Then they, they, that must've happened. So I'm going to, 
Look, I don't think this is a guilty or innocent no. thing. Look, Reggie's a great dude, man. I got a yeah. great relationship with him. He's been there since the first ever BKFC. He came to our first tryout. Good dude. Turned his life around. Great family. Great Mom's story. managing him. His dad's a good trainer. Like, there's nothing really bad to say about him. I just don't like when anyone, not just fighters, but anyone just goes, you know, unvalidated on social media and posts something like that. Like, that one really, you know... Like, where do you think that's got the from? Where, hairs where did... on my back standing up because I just talked to him on Thursday and told him he was fighting August 6th in the four man 125 pound tournament. I confirmed it with him. I said 100% guaranteed. Wow. He said, okay, thank you, boss. And then posts, I'm going to be shelved. So that's then I confront, I confronted for... him. Look, I confronted him. I, te <laughs> I texted him this morning and he said, no boss. I just want to let people know I was about to rumble. I said, that statement didn't let anybody know you were about to rumble. You wanted to put BKFC on the platform and just say, look, I don't have a fight coming up. Well, you do have a fight coming up. Mm -hmm. So all I'm saying is this, look, man, I love my guys, man. They go in there. They war for us. They make us the best combat sports organization in the world. They do. But the end of the day is, like, I'm paying fighters to fight. Sure. I risked my life to get this thing going. I gave up everything. I, I risked my whole entire livelihood, my family's livelihood, maybe your livelihood and Junior's livelihood and <laughs> all the people that started this with us. Mm -hmm. We've risked everything and we got here and now I want to pay you money to fight instead of saying, wow, this is great. I got a fight. Because I told him he had a fight. Why would he make it look like he didn't have a fight? I just don't get that. That's the only thing I just don't I'm, understand. I'm going to keep it real. You think he's doing it for the clout? Do you think he's doing it to kind of sound off to other organizations that, hey, I'm open for the opportunity if the opportunity presents itself? Or do you look, think he's just... Here's the deal. Here's the deal, man. I think that we cr created and provide an unbelievable platform for these fighters. Um, as we know that some fighters do shop other organizations and we're paying them significantly more. Mm -hmm. So Reggie, I love the dude. Like I said, I love him and I won the fight, but it, you know, him and whoever else that doesn't like it here, they're very, very free to go shop other offers. They are. I mean, it's just the way it is. I don't want to hold in meaning if they're not happy, I don't want to hold them back. I don't want them to fight mm -hmm. anywhere else. But if he wants to fight somewhere else, by all means, I don't want to hold you back. I don't want to hold back your family's livelihood. If you have other opportunities, go see what those opportunities present themselves. All right, so you brought it up, so I'm going to continue the conversation. What is up with Hector Lombard? Looks like he was shopping around, and he fought for another organization. Well, Hector's, he's, Hector, he's still part of Hector's been on? my guy for a long time, uh, just really been a, a good friend of mine, yeah. and, and we became very good friends. Um, some things happened at the Lorenzo Hunt um, uh, press conference and things like that that he didn't like and thought I set him up and things like that, which you guys know had nothing to do with that. I love the dude. I really Lorenzo do. Lorenzo Hunt is off the no, chain. No, I do. He he is. Is. I mean, you can't he, really direct him. You, you, you can't <laughs> control him, and he did things that, that shouldn't have been done. But, you know, I really like Hector Lombard. I, I, I mean, he helped me a lot. I like him. Mm -hmm. I'd love him to stay a part of this organization, and we're going to have a talk next week, and we're going to find out if he wants to stay a part of this organization to finish championship or if he wants to move back into MMA full-time. We're going to know that next week. But if it was my wish, I would love him to come back and defend that championship. But we'll see what happens. Mm. Well, we're looking forward to Fido Habs. I know that we have Quentin the Hero Henry. He's coming on right around 12.15. He's probably uh, uh, getting ready to come on now. So as we call you, better sit in for that interview too. You can chat with one of the fighters. and, and uh, Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, ju I just want to chime in on this thing. Listen, I am for the fighters, man. Like, we pay them more than almost any other organization in the entire world. We try to do the best we can for these guys. 
but we can't fight everybody all the time. Things have to make sense for the business to grow or if the business, if we go out of business, there's no money to pay anybody. So we have to do things strategically. And sometimes the fighters don't understand that the fans don't understand that. And I get it, but internally it's, it's kind of like a map roadmap that we're creating to make, make this thing last, not just do another show. And then, okay, let's see if that works. Then we'll plan another show. We're trying to really plan this thing, scale this thing, not just domestically, but globally. We want to make this a global brand. And to do that, you're going to have people that just don't get it right. They just don't understand. Not there's nothing wrong with them. They're allowed to voice their opinion, Mm. but they just don't understand the roadmap that we're trying to design here. And what we're trying to do is the best for all the fighters. And, you know, sometimes people get mad at us and that's the way it is. But yesterday, I just didn't get it because I just had a great conversation yeah. with him and his mother and his father when we were all in the grants. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Awesome. And then it's like, I don't have a fight coming up. I just didn't get it. That's why it took me off guard, too, because from the moment I got here, I feel like he's been here since almost day one, right, Reggie? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a guy, BKFC, believes OG. BKFC. He's OG yep. BKFC. And I always see you interacting with him. I see the rest of the staff interacting with him and his family. And I, I feel like they're truly, I mean, really part of the family. Mm-hmm. So that blew my mind, too. I'm glad you could kind of uh, tell us a little yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, that. and I even said, look, if you're having any issues or anything, let me know. I'll help you out until your fight. Like, you know, I, I'm like that with a lot of these I've guys. You like, you know, yeah. a lot of these guys hit me up all the time, and I try to help out as much as I can. But, you know, at the end of the day is I do what I can do. I, I also have a family, and I got to take care of my family, too. But I do everything I can do to try to help these guys, man. We're trying to help them push sponsorship on them, trying to help blow up their profiles, as yep. you guys do. Look, how many how many meetings do we have a day to try to help <laughs> these guys? And I'm not saying it's a one-way street. They put their life on the line for us. They do, and I acknowledge that, and I understand that. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, let's just have a great relationship here because if we can be on the same, you know, on the same playing field, then I think we can make things grow a lot faster. Yeah, everyone works together, man. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's my I'd motivational. Love to, I'd love to day. get some uh, some opinions <laughs> on us, some professional fighters' opinions on who's tougher, right? Who's tougher uh, to work for in you know the major combat sporting world? Is it Dave Feldman? Is it Dana White? Is it, you know Scott Coker? Yeah. Which is more the tougher people to work with? Because from what I'm hearing, it's more so in the you know the UFC is a little bit more strict on what they what allow their fighters to do and not do. I know Dave has allowed his fighters to, you know, get into boxing matches in between BKFC just to just continue their income and let them continue doing their thing. Look, if, if we can't pay them, I want them to eat, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop them. I'm only going to stop them if I offer them fights and they say no, and then they say, okay, now I want to fight here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not fair. Yeah. It's not yeah. fair to us. Yeah. But if I can't offer you something, and then you come to me, and Red, Reggie's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. His mom came to me and said, I have a boxing match. I said, great, take it. Just let me approve the opponent. Make sure it's the right opponent. I'll help you along the way. And that uh, match ended up not happening. But I said, yeah, good. I don't want, I'm not stopping. I'm not going to stop anybody from meeting. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. But if we offer you a fight and you turn it down, I'm going to stop you then because then you're hurting the company. It just doesn't make sense. What, what, what's the magical number? Because I know the UFC was having this issue before where they would offer fighters one fight, two fight, three fight, and they keep turning it down. And then they go onto social media and like, oh, I don't have a fight. They couldn't get me a fight. It's like, oh, you, you, offer, you offer these fighters multiple fights. At what point is it not the promoter or the organization? It's the responsibility for either the fighter, manager, or I don't combination. Th- I don't think it's... It's a number, but let me go on record saying I didn't offer Reggie multiple fights and he turned them down. That didn't happen. So I don't want to also throw him under the bus. He didn't turn down multiple fights. He turned down one fight that was given to him on a two-week notice, and I understand why. understandable, yeah. I I, I get it. He didn't – it's not like we said, here, you're fighting this date, 
six weeks out and he turned it down. He didn't do that. So I want to, you know, give him the credit that's due. But if a fighter continually turns down fights, he's got to go. He's just got to go, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the fans are paying money to see good fights. And most of these guys go in there and they fight for their lives. They do. Like their lives are dependent on most of them. Right? And, and yeah. the majority of the fan favorite fighters, and please correct me if I'm wrong, are the fight anytime, anywhere type. Yep. You know, the used to be the the Diaz brothers. They got more selective in their older age. Look, uh, until, until you know, I'll, I'll say the top brass, uh, you know, some of the guys that don't like what I'm doing, internally, they, that, that, that we work with, meaning this, after the fights, I'm handing the guys a couple hundred, here's 300, here's 500, here's 1,000 mm -hmm. in cash, and they're like, yo, you can't do that. You can't do that. But that's what I do <laughs> because I does. want these guys to be cool. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to change their life right there, but I'm like, here, go out and have fun tonight. You fought your ass off. Go out and have fun. Go take your wife, family out to dinner this week. Do what you can do. I do that all the time, all the time. I do it all the time. What I'm saying here, I'm just here to say is I – support the fighters i love the fighters and i want to take care of the fighters as much as i can and if i can help them i'm here to help them if they want to talk one of the guys posted something online saying he wanted to kill himself i said call me up me and him had a great conversation and thank god he's still alive mm -hmm. you know i'm there for the guys it's not it's not just like that that they're fighting for me it's that i care about them i've been there i've been punched in my face i know what it's like i know what the pressure is like it's real it's no bullshit it's real real pressure mm -hmm. so i get it and i want to be there for them but at the same time be there for me that's a good way of putting it. You know, something that I always wonder is that um, when you offer people fights and they turn them down, and then you see on social media, they're acting like they were never offered fights. Does that chap your ass? That would piss me off a little bit, dude. Do you know how many times I type up responses and delete them because you guys took me off Instagram. I can't even respond to Instagram anymore. <laughs> because, you know, I got whatever you want to call trolls or just people's opinions. But, you know, it is what it is. It's all part of the game. People are talking, right? As long as they're talking about it. As long as it's not 100% negative, right? If it's 60% positive, 40% negative, they're talking. They're talking, they're talking, they're building, they're building the profile, they're building the sport up, and it's good. But at the end of the day is people are going to talk, right? I mean, if, if you go to a bad restaurant, you tell 10 people it sucks and yep. two people it's good, yep. right? That's what mm -hmm. you do. If it's good, you tell two people. If it sucks, you tell 10. That's it's just it the way life is. It's so a shame, true. but it's the way life is. That's why there's things yeah. like Yelp. And they make all that money. <laughs> By the way, let me ask you. I saw this in a comedy routine. Yelp. Have you ever, and I've never done this, have you ever gotten pissed off when you're eating somewhere and been like, I'm good. That's it. I'm writing a bad review on Yelp. I've yes. never done that in my life. Have you I ever done have. that? Uh, Evan has. Yeah. Evan, you've done that? Oh, yeah. I've never there, done that. A, yeah. It's I don't a generation. Have, I don't a, care that much. I don't have the time. There's a, I live right down the street from this cafe, and it went under new ownership, and they like totally. It took a half hour to get an omelet. And now, and I did this years ago, but it's still on the Google review. Like, I'm right there. So I'm scared to just go in and get a coffee because I don't want to be called out. They're going to throw hot like, coffee on you. One day, I really just wanted to go get a coffee. I knew that would be fine, but I, I can't show face in there anymore. I just, you know. I got a quick story. Did I, did I ever tell you guys about the time I was in Atlantic City? And I left a bad review because the music was terrible. Okay. And I was wasted. And 15 <laughs> minutes later, three dudes and a, and a host from the uh, from the um, the club casino come up to me and are like, "Are you Robert? Are you Robert Brazos?" And I'm like, oh, "Uh oh, <laughs> what did I do?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, get away till like, you leave." Did you just leave this review right now? And I was like. Yeah, I did actually, and I was like wasting. They're like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay. We're not going to throw you out." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, "We just want to talk to you about it." Here, write a review, but if you write what we don't like, you're gone. 
He was I, like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. You know, you know, what would you change? I'm like, honestly, dude, I'm really drunk right now. <laughs> but we can start with like anything of the decor in here. We can start <laughs> with like, I'm the like, decor. Is that really I'm what like, you this said is like, this is like, don't get Rob started. Yeah, if you, you want to have a conversation decor. with Rob, make sure you have an hour. Yeah. Oh, so Lord. That, that, start I was with like, the man, decor. I can't believe I just got, you know, and, and the, he was nice about it. But so you got you a free know, drink out of the deal. Yeah. I'm going to start yelping everywhere I go, man. But they followed me for the next 20 minutes. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. It's one to black. Table to lose a grand. Did you ever do that? Did you ever yelp anywhere? I've never done that. And no, I didn't. But night. the the wife looks at yelp all. The time. I, I, I've I mean, looked at it. If she wants a band aid, she'll yelp it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. I have looked at yelp. She but looks I just, at the reviews. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Spend I check. The time Google, to write. I, I trust Google more than I trust Yelp. I think Yelp is more of a place for people just to complain. Where I think Google will be more constructive. That's just mm. my, you know, my opinion on that. Thank you, Rob. Uh, so uh, that's good. There's a little sidebar there. Let's mm-hmm. get back into BKFC Jackson Fight Night Jackson too. Uh, last time Stat. we were there, well, just talking about the crowd first. The crowd was hot last time. They mm-hmm. were with it. They were pumped, and I know they're going to be that way again. And it is a stacked card. And Dave, I know you know the card too. I mean, from the top to the bottom, the bottom to the top, awesome. We'll be talking to Quentin Henry later today. He's on the card. He'll be facing Sewer DP uh, out of Great Falls, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or, I know Montana, but this guy, when I was talking to people, buying the media and doing the, the radio stuff in Great Falls, they all knew Leo Brashear, they loved, and Sewer mm-hmm. DP. They, they were seeing how great this guy is. I think it's going to be a great fight with Quentin Henry. Can't wait to find out more about that. Uh, both of you guys, I'd love I to mean, hear your thoughts. Can we curse on this at all? You can say whatever. You, you're the president. Do whatever you want. No, when I... <laughs> when he when Jeremiah Riggs fought um, Connor Tierney, oh, that was great. I called him right after the fight. We talked, and I said, "You are the baddest motherfucker in bare knuckle fighting championship." Like that is a That's bad great. motherfucker, Jeremiah Riggs. Mm-hmm. He took, uh, I mean, he took so many, he- I mean, crazy punches. Kept coming back and ended up getting knocked out. He's a bad dude. Look, that when I say that doesn't take anything away from anybody else. All these dudes are, are really bad, but Dave. the main event is something I'm really looking forward oh, to. Heavy Alan hitters, Boston man. Versus, versus Frank Tate, because really in that one punch changes the whole game like that, as it does in a lot of these fights. But I mean, Alan Belcher versus Frank Tate is something I'm really looking forward to as a fan. As you know, I'm a fan of this. Mm-hmm. Then we have Martin Brown coming back, and I love them because he liked to punch holes through people, right? We, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we when he fought Palomino, look, I told him straight up. I said, listen, you didn't look like you wanted to win the championship that night. So here's your chance to come back. He said, I only want one fight. It's Palomino. I said, all right, well, you're not getting Palomino right mm-hmm. now. Earn that fight. And he's fighting the dude, Robbie Peralta, Oof. who only has one gear also. And that's, and that's going forward. So that's going to be a great fight. And then I think you're going to be talking to Quentin Henry here in a, in a minute. He's, he's, uh, Fighting upset-minded Sawyer DePig. Upset-minded. All he like does that. is upset everybody. <laughs> I mean, he does. He comes in and he upsets but is people. It, I mean, is it really an upset? I mean, the guy's starting to show that he's... No, he is. He's yeah, legit. So, he's so legit. he's going to have to change the upset uh, it's like the Yeah, it's like the Frank T complex, man. It's like, crazy. Like, comes out of nowhere, so starts knocking people out and going on these uh, streets. I mean, every one of these, They're as I'm reading fights. them, as I'm reading them, I mean, Bobby Taylor versus author Walcott Cisse, mm-hmm. who uh, had, a, had a great fight with Fames. Um Bobby Taylor, I mean, he he touches people and they go to sleep. And, you know, he, he fought Martin, Trey Brown. Unbelievable fight and ended up getting knocked out by him. What a great fight. And then we have uh, Tyler Samus, who I think National Geographic Network is following yeah, around. Youngest BKFC so, fighter. Yeah, 18 years old. Yeah, um, that's crazy. That's so we've be been saying cool. we've been saying for, for, what, a year or two now, you got Jared, you mm-hmm. got Zion as the youngest fighters. Now you got uh, Kai Stewart. Now you got but a guy younger than him. That's part of you're right. That's part of the evolution of the sport now. Yeah, we're talking about that last week. Mm -hmm. Before we had to get all these ex-retired or ex-whatever fighters in there that necessarily weren't really bringing a lot to the game, except 
they wanted a payday and they wanted to fight. So we gave it to them. We gave yep. them the opportunity. Now we're getting former uh, UFC and former Bellator and former world boxing world champions because now they see a different opportunity here, an opportunity to really make a lot more money, skyrocket their career. And it's it's like a real thing now, right? I think it's important too. But Go ahead, I'm sorry. what's really important about this is these young guys coming up now, people aren't just transitioning like, oh, one last ride, one last joy ride, yep. right? One last payday. They're starting their career here. Why are, Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? That's Dave? a big transition. Why do you think they're doing because that? Because they see an opportunity here to really grow with an organization, a sport, a sport that now is in really it's in twenty different countries now. It's huge. Not just us. I know different promotions. It's crazy. So we're doing that, and I think these we're just giving these guys an opportunity. It's an opportunity now. Like I say, and then I'm going to let you jump onto this interview. You know, there's a hundred thousand professional boxers plus in the world. There's a hundred thousand yep. plus professional MMA fighters in the world. There might be five or six hundred professional bare knuckle fighters in the world. Where do you have a chance to stand out more? In that five or six hundred, exactly. I'll give you three so, three options. I'm going to cut you off because I heard a rumor mill, and I talked to a couple people about this. And if you can't comment, you can't comment. Apparently, this kid has been doing some underground, behind the scenes fighting, a la Brad Pitt. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Would you care to weigh in on? Yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's he, he look. People that don't know just don't understand that there's underground bare-knuckle fighting going on in every state in this country yep. all the time. It happens. That's where I started. I started there. You know, we the police ran in the front door. We ran out the back door. <laughs> it just happened. But we had to do it to get people to talk about it, to be able to evolve it to where it is today. He's doing that now. And National Geographic is following him. They're following him from his underground days to now becoming a professional bare knuckle fighter. So it's a pretty cool thing. They also did a segment with, with no Nick, pressure. With, no no with, pressure on him. No, they, with Nick Chapman in Thailand, mm, the same wow. thing. They did the street fight, and then he had the one street fight on BKFC Thailand. Yeah, the two street fighters. Yep. They they came from the underground. So it's pretty cool how the evolution of this thing just keeps working, and people want to. You know, they want to they want to see where they came from, right? So this gives them a chance to follow them. So but this card is stacked. Before we get to Quentin Henry, we're going to talk to him in a minute. I'm glad you could be able to sit in for this interview. Um, I just wanted to say that if you look yeah. at it, we recently celebrated our fourth year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary, BKFC. <clears throat> uh, but me. that means a kid who was 18 now was 14 when we started, which means to me the way I look at things is if he started watching as 14, they not just fighters, they become fans. Now it's almost mm-hmm. their dream to get here. <clears throat> so we're going to see that start happening more and more, and we're seeing more styles creeping in. It's, it's very exciting. It always is. It's crazy. That's what it was in when we're talking about New Mexico, when the guys were calling me yesterday and they're like, everybody's just dying to get on this card. They're like, BKFC is coming. BKFC is coming. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, like, where it evolved to, right? I mean, it's amazing. And we owe it all to these, you know, the team and the fighters. And yeah, the, the we hell do. Of a job. Well, let's let's uh, talk to a guy. Apparently, he's in the virtual green room. He's been waiting for a little while. Who's going to be? There he is. He's going to be the card. Hey, hey. Quentin the Hero Henry, how are you, bro? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Just got up, just got back in town from Colorado, so my my sleep schedule's changed up a little bit. I, I feel that's probably a little hard. Let me let me ask you something flat off. I've always wondered this about you. It has nothing to do with fighting. I just hear your voice, right? Have you right. ever done any voiceover work? You have the. How do you make your voice so deep? I wish I could be a man like you. Man, it's just always been like that uh, <laughs> since I was like a little kid. I used to scare people. They would uh, be like, who's that talking? And they'd see me in the background. My mom be like, oh, it's just a sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always think that. I mean, you could get voiceover work, man. you got a great voice. So, Man, um, that's, one to, that's step two. I'm going to go into commentating. I'll be ringside. I talked to Dave about it, doing the interviews. You know, so you all see me for about 30 years here. So that's awesome. There we go. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's great. 
So I'm actually shocked that you come on here. And, and every time I've talked to you, I feel like your dog's always with you. Where's your dog? Your dog's always next to you. Man, I just let her outside. She was just barking. <laughs> she's a squirrel or something. Uh, yeah, I know you love your dog. So we're excited. Of course, uh, Suri Depe coming up. You're 4-1. and one, uh, Only lost Chris Lieben, which that was a hard one because your eye and everything like that. Uh, and, you know, Suri DP, we were talking about before. We're like the upset kid here. He, he's 2-1. and one, He's only lost to Yuli, which that's not something to be sad about. That's that's a, a game opponent. Uh, how are you going to handle Suri DP, DP excuse me, coming in? How do you feel about the fight? Man, I feel really good about it. At first, it was a little weird because I didn't really know uh, a lot about him. I had watched him fight, and uh, I knew his name uh, because I, I watch all the cards, you know. Um, but uh, he's a little bit different opponent than I guess I've, I've dealt with in the past. Uh, I think my last two guys were just, you know, they were bigger guys that were trying to come in there and impose their will. And it didn't work because I'm pretty big too. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think that uh, he's definitely a, a game opponent when it comes to stepping in there and trying to fight. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have the experience on him as far as the boxing and, and the technical aspect of the, of the game. Uh, but I'm definitely excited about it. You know, just another another step in the in the path to the top. Yeah, we're excited about it too, man, to see the fight go down. So, I mean, we haven't seen you since, uh, I think, last time we were in Jackson. I, I believe that was January. What have you been up to between fights? I mean, you're probably always training, you're working. What, what's going on? Working, training. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, working. I got back into contracting, so I've been doing that a good bit. Uh, you know, just trying to focus on, you know, life and family and, and just, uh, you know, what I have outside of fighting on top of it. You know, I've got, I got fighting pretty much in the, uh, in the targets, you know, as far as how I'm going to go about living and, and working this down. And, you know, so now it's just about staying on my routine and seeing what's coming next one day at a time. Now, Rob had mentioned before we went on the air, and, and I want to congratulate about the congratulate you, excuse me, about this. You recently uh, got your black belt. You're saying, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I did. Like, weeks ago, got my black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, was that planned, or is that something that kind of uh, took you off guard a little bit? I yeah, I had no idea that was coming. Um, you know, we had my professor in for a seminar, so uh, we were promoting other guys, and then it was. I guess he decided it was my time so let's let's move congrats again for the black belt but let's let's talk back about your is that your dog or your kid somebody's there <laughs> you can show your kid if you want i'll wave what's up dude how are you is that the little hero let me see those muscles <laughs> that's all right i i had a kid so i had my kid on stage with me over the weekend for this italian festival i was hosting and uh, keep in mind that my brother is a police officer and my son loves police officers. And I said to the whole crowd, I want to thank all the police officers here today. My kid got all shy. I said, I know he likes cops. I said, you like police officers, don't you, Nick? You know what he said? Right into the mic. No. Right. My kid was shy too. He had his face buried in me. I made a fool of myself. At least your kid's just kind of hanging out. What's his name? Uh, that's Thomas. What's old up, Tom Thomas? Cat. There he is, Tomcat. All right, so let's get back into your fights. Uh, we saw you sit in Jackson last time against Chris Sorrow. Uh, where were you at with that fight? Coming out of that fight, how did you feel, and how do you feel as you head into this fight? You seem like you look great, man. Your arms, your body, everything looks great. You look like you're confident. Man, the last fight was weird. Um, I mean, physically, I guess I felt pretty good. It was kind of weird having to fight somebody I liked um, yeah. and that I knew for a long time, so I kind of felt off in that aspect of the fight, I guess. But, um, man, I, I've I think uh, a lot of it was just I I didn't know uh, 
what was going on anymore. I just gotten too tied up in fighting and training and kind of got too deep in the, in the abyss, you know, but, uh, I kind of got to pull out from it and, and, uh, redirect. And I think I'm coming back, you know, better than ever. I feel all the, all the uh, issues that I had in the last fight, I guess, leading up to it. I, I haven't had any of those now, you know, so, um, you know, just pull my head out of my ass and then turn around and realize this is business and, and it's time to get after it. So you just mentioned that you fought uh, Chris, who was a guy that you liked, and that was kind of weird. So let, let's go the opposite end of the spectrum. In your division, what's a fight, a guy you don't like, someone you don't like in BKFC that you could see yourself fighting? Lorenzo Hunt. I knew you were going to say that. Now, why don't yeah. you like Lorenzo the I- Juggernaut Hunt? He's going to get mad you didn't call him the Juggernaut. The juggernaut, uh, man, I just, uh, I don't respect the way that he does things. You know, I like how he, I, I definitely, it's not that I don't think he's a good fighter, but I don't like the way that he goes about representing himself. I don't like the way he tries to represent the sport. Um, you know, he's running around doing all of his crazy little goofy annex like he's cool. And it's really just cheesy. And, uh, you know, he's just the epitome of a villain. And I'm the hero, and uh, it's my job to take him out. And that's just the way that I feel, you know, the, 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 the course is in and up. So, I mean, as a champion in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, you're kind of stating that, I, I'm not putting words in your mouth, you can talk on it, but you wouldn't consider him what a champion should be. Not in an aspect of character. That's what I, I mean. wouldn't say that. You know, he's not the champion that I want my kids looking up to. Um, you know, and that's, that's why I'm supposed to be here in the sport. And this is why I'm supposed to do this is because, you know, I'm supposed to be the guy that, that does it the right way. And, uh, and that's the way things are going to go down. You know, it's, uh, it's almost my destiny. You know, I've seen these guys try and fight him and, and it's not that he's that great. It's just, they're getting surprised by some nonsense. I think they're being, they're believing the hype is what it is. And, uh, you know, I just feel like I was put here to stop him. And he's, you know, he's obviously coming off of a pretty significant wins over, you know, Joe Riggs, um, Hector Lombard. How do you think his, you know, how do you think his style compares to yours? What do you think are the keys to, to, to victory and to defeating him? Well, the difference is skill versus athleticism. You know, he's beating people just because he tries to be fast and explosive, but that's only one aspect of the fight game. And, uh, you know, once you step up a level, then your speed and your athleticism don't matter when it comes down to skill. It, uh, it, uh, it balances all those things out. And if he thinks that he's faster, stronger, or more of an athlete than I am, I got a surprise for him because that's not the truth. He's been very – he's played a very strong psychological game as well in his previous two fights. And – you're you're no, you're no stranger to emotion when it comes into the ring. Do you think any of that could play a factor if you know this this bout were to come to fruition? He's only able to manipulate you through psychological game if you're an idiot, because he's not very smart and he's not smart enough to do it right. The only thing he's doing is copycat and stuff that he's seen on TV. He's not original with any of his stuff. And if you're a dumbass, then you're going to sit there and let that kind of stuff bother you. Uh, you know, it's it's not like he's got anything that would be a great one-liner, you know, or something that's making him original. Um, you know, so, yeah, I think that just all comes down to maturity. And when I see that stuff, it's because you're scared. And the last thing you want to do is try and talk to me like that. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't ever talk to you like that. Uh, definitely not a dumbass. We're on with, uh, with Quentin the hero. He's the hero, Henry. Uh, and, you know, w- when I listen to you say this stuff about, you know, if you're a dumbass, he can kind of get in your brain. I'm not going to mention names, but there were guys I spoke to that said, flat out would say, I know what he's going to try and do. I saw it happen before. And then they get in their head anyway. Why does that happen? I don't know, man. I guess you just get get too fired up about it. I think that's the difference in me and a lot of these people. You know, like uh, I understand this is a business, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's my job to go in there and put these hands on you. It's not my job to sit there and uh, you know get upset and respond to you acting like a clown. Uh, you know, if you want to act like a clown and that's the way you're going to get your views and that's the way you're going to get people to follow you, that you know, great for you. But I'm not. I'm not in the circus, you know, I'm a fighter. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm entertain people the way they want to be entertained and through these dick beaters. There you go. So we're going to talk about sewer DP in a minute. Uh, but this is the first time I've ever done an interview with, with a child on somebody's shoulders. This is great. So let's talk about your children, right? He's there. Right. Uh, he understands what you do. You're a fighter, right? And he gets all that. Any chance that he's going to be a fighter one day? And how would you feel about that? If that opportunity comes about? Probably not this one. He's a little bit more of my thinker. Uh, <laughs> my youngest one, though, damn, we're going to have to watch out for him. He fights me every morning. As soon as we wake up, he's punching me in the face or something. He's like, Daddy, we fight. You know, so he'll know how to fight, but it'll be my it'll be my baby boy that'll be the one that, if he decides to go through with it, you know, but I'm, uh, I'm not one of those that's going to be like, if they want to, they don't want, you know, I just, whatever they want to go with, they're going to know how to fight. Uh, you know, so, and if they end up, taking that path and at least i know i know the way now you know when i first started doing it i was you know blazing the trail with a machete and a hatchet you know at least <laughs> it's a clear path yeah now you can kind of coach them a little bit so let's talk about sir dp again a game opponent excited to see the fight coming up what are the holes in his game you're trying to exploit like what do you see when you watch him because we were talking about it, the upsets he's had and it, at one point it doesn't become upsets anymore because he starts to win more and more but what do you see that you're going to exploit Oh man, same thing as always, you know, I'm always trying to play people as far as make them change angles, make them commit to a a direction that they don't want to, so that I can move to a direction that I need to be in. Um, you know, it's, it's just about, uh, you know, not standing right in front of the guy and then wherever I'm taking my shots from, I want him to be a high percentage, uh, angle and I want him to be at a low percentage angle, you know, so it all just comes down to getting out there and then reading the map, you know, you can't watch video or, or think uh, prior to a fight that you're going to go in here and things are going to go one way or another because, you know, that guy, one, that guy's been working too. He's been trying to fix and change things. And uh, it's a whole lot different when you're standing across from somebody than when you're sitting there watching it from the angle in a video. Uh, You know, so, you know, the plan's always the same with me is to go out there, uh, gain, learn the reach and use my jab. And, uh, you know, I don't, it's not really much more you need after that. You know, it's just to kind of see what happens. So what's your favorite, as far as the fight game, you know, it, it could be when you're standing there getting your hand raised, what's the best feeling and what does it feel like? Let, let's just go with getting your hand raised and victory. I've never been in a professional fight. There's a professional, former professional fighter next to me, Dave Feldman. Rob's never been in a professional fight that I know of. Rob, have you? No, I got beat up by professional <laughs> fighters. But um, what does that feel like when you, when you finally all, you know, comes to a head, you get, you get the victory, your hand goes up, or even if you, you knock somebody out explain that to us what that feels like if you could give us some kind of yeah i mean it's really the moment you realize it's over um it's just 
it's mainly just a relief, you know, because you've been working so hard for this one thing for so long. And, uh, at the same time, it's stressful and there's a lot of anxiety. And, uh, you know, if, if you're not stressed and you don't have anxiety, then you're not human. You know, that's kind of the, I say that all the time, Quentin, the hardest part in life for me was, the walk from the dressing room to the ring, like that was that, really that was the hardest thing ever. And then you know, once I got touched in the face, it was it was all over. We're just down to business again. But getting that walk was like death. It was death walk because just butterflies, especially when you're a guy like Quentin and me. I, I sold a lot of tickets when I was fighting, and yeah. all the fans are there to see. You and you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if? What happens if? What happens yeah. if? And all that stuff goes through your mind. But once you get hit once, it all goes out the window. Is that how you feel, Quentin? The truth. Once that first you get touched the first time, you're ready to go. Is yeah. that how you feel? Once- I step in the ring and, you know, what, really once I walk out and I hear the crowd, that's kind of what a lot of that disappears. And then it's like, all right, you know, it's, it's game time. But, you know, it's once once you realize that other guy is done, then it's like, all right, it's over. You know, because up until then, it ain't over till it is. <laughs> and then, it, okay, now I can breathe. Now I can relax, you know. So, yeah, as soon as I see that referee start waving his hands, that's when it's a whole different point that comes out. You know, I finally get to chill a little bit. When does it finally sink in, though? Like a day after, you know, you're kind of nursing some wounds. You're like, I won. All right, if you start, do you ever feel good or you feel like on to the next challenge? Because a lot of people I see in sports and entertainment, everything, that are driven, that are, that are as talented as you are, say you can't really enjoy the win because it's always on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel or do you take time to kind of enjoy it for a minute? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the win, I guess, that night and the next day or two, you know, um, and it's usually – yeah, you know, but it's it's really just such a high after you get down off of a fight, you know, yeah, the sure. after you're working so hard and then to go out there and do something, and especially when you win, you know, you've got that uh, you just you're kind of elated feeling for the next couple of days, and then at the same time, when that goes away, you're like, all right, I'm a fighter. What do I have to do? And you're like, oh, I don't have anybody to fight. What am I supposed to do with myself? <laughs> and What's then, next? Like, all right, let's find another one. And then you got to, you know, you put that behind you and then you move on to the next one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier to go through that than it is when you lose. I'm sure. Uh, of course, Quentin the Hero Henry versus Suri Dupree, Dupree, excuse me, coming up. BKFC Fight Night Jackson 2. That's this Saturday. That's going to be awesome. BKFC.com. Grab the app. Uh, you never want to miss the prelims either. I always say that. It's not like, I say this every time, but it's not, and you'd agree, I'm sure, Quentin, it's not like oh, a yeah. normal where you watch boxing or something else. You're with your buddies having a couple beers and you kind of half pay attention to the prelims. You have to watch every fight in Bare Knuckle because everyone is the next thing coming up and they're always exciting. I mean, that's fair to say, right? Oh, definitely. A lot of times we, you know, end up fight of the night ends up being one of the cards, you know, one of the fights off the prelims. Your, uh, fight, your first fight with us was your first fight right. with us. Oh yeah. Yep. Nobody knew Un- who I was. Undercard <laughs> fight against Bubba, and it was an unbelievable Knock war. Down, come back war. to a- yeah. Now, so now they know who you are. So that's <laughs> that's right. a great transition. I wanted to talk about that a little bit from your trailblazing days of BKFC, just entering it to now coming into your veteran of the sport. What has changed? What evolution do you see of yourself as a fighter and as other fighters coming into the organization and i think when i first kind of started out we were uh we were kind of thinking of ourselves as just tough guys that were going out there throwing hands you know i think uh but you can see especially with me you know i've i've taken the time to kind of uh, evolve the sport a little bit more so than just going out there looking like a glove boxer 
you know, because I, that's one of the things that I hate about, I guess the people, the fan base in general is a lot of times they'll compare what I'm doing in there to what a professional boxer would do. And it's totally different. You know, you can take, I don't have gloves on. I don't have to land as many shots. I definitely got to make sure I don't take as many shots, you know, so you're starting to see the sport evolve into something different, but better, you know, you're starting to let bare knuckles finally being able to become its own sport instead of just a sport combined of a guy that's fighting MMA and they're in a bare knuckle fight, you know, or a professional boxer who's going to use professional boxing in a bare knuckle fight. Like we're starting to develop our own type of style that is uh, more effective for, for a bare knuckle combat. Is there anything specific? Sorry, Brian. Sorry, no, I was just going to jump off that. Go ahead. One, uh, one specific, uh, is there anything, excuse me, specific that has trained with your um, day-to-day from BKFC's early days to where you're at now? Is there anything specific you train for or avoid training? Man, I, um, I mean, not specifically. I always, uh, even when I used to fight MMA and all, I never wrapped my hands when I would train. and uh, You know, partially because I'm lazy, but you know, the other part was I thought it would make me tougher. You know, it was like, I'll just make my hands tougher if I don't wrap them. Uh, you know, and I grew up laying brick and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't think that um, my training my training has definitely changed because I used to be pretty much a full-time MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, always been more of a striker and stuff like that. And, you know, in the past two years, I guess I've changed more to where I'm specifically focused on boxing and, and bare knuckle boxing. So, yeah, I mean, I've been training my whole life, but y'all have only seen me training boxing for about two years now. So, you know, I feel like every time I go out, I get better. And, uh, you know, we're just focusing on, you know, my, the things I already do good and the things that I can do more of. Okay. I can't believe it's only been two years you trained with boxing. And, and just to, I never do this, but to back it up a little mm-hmm. bit, Rob, then I'll let you continue. Uh, the thing that you were talking about, the style of bare knuckle, I'd go as far as saying styles now because mm. I, I talk about this every week on the show. We're seeing younger guys. We're seeing different disciplines come in. We're seeing stuff. It's almost like in the early days of UFC where you're seeing the styles develop. So there's all these different styles coming in, and we're going to only see more. It's a pretty exciting time. They're like meshing. And uh, I'm excited to see what we can see next. Uh, Rob, God, I'm sorry. Speaking of yeah, speaking of exciting, we actually have a video that is queued up. I'm not sure if you oh, we do. Uh, saw this or not. No, Quentin. I didn't. <laughs> um, the intro is pretty funny, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that right now. Get Quentin's reaction and uh, go from there. All right, let's see. So the results quite obvious. And what results are those? Whatever he hits, he destroys. <laughs> <laughs> Swings indeed from Quentin Henry. Henry largely has had the offense. I knew if I just slowed it down and kept it my base, I was going to run him down. And I told every one of y'all, y'all hear me say, let's go. It's fucking over. He goes down in the final seconds of round one. Dude. Nice. That was awesome. <laughs> That was I, I saw you the whole time. You had a big smile on your face. I was watching. We watched it. I didn't even uh, see that video yet. That was awesome. What do you think, Quentin? That's pretty funny. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with it. You know, <laughs> I feel like I can break anything with my hands, left or right. <laughs> wow, man! Whatever he hits, he destroys. And that's one of the things, <laughs> and so that's true. why I wanted to get his opinion on it, because you can see the evolution of Quentin as a fighter. Yeah. And it looked like your boxing has become a lot crisper in the in the the latest fights, and your jab has been 
Damn, man. That jab. I mean, you're you're that just jab. dropping people and stunning people with that jab. That's why I had to just dive in and say, you know, what, what has changed? It looks like your boxing has picked up a lot. And you said, we're only two years into it. I'd hate to see, you know, a couple years from now, Oof. what's next for your opponents. Sure they yeah, man. You spend so much time when you're doing, when you're fighting MMA, your stance is different. You know, just the way you balance yourself is a lot different. And you spend a lot more time, you know, worrying about a takedown or a kick or being able to check a kick. You know, so being able to just, you know, slow down and only worry about boxing is, uh, it's a relief. It's almost like, it's, you know, like I need more to do. So, uh, but yeah, we're, uh, finally just getting to chill and sit back and throw hands, you know, cause even in MMA, that's all I wanted to do. Not, I mean, I am a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu and most of my wins I think were by submission, but it was usually because I hit them and they went down and then we ended up on the ground, you know, and they didn't want to stand up anymore or I would hit them and they would try and rush me and take me to the ground and I'd tap them out and, you know, kind of deal. Um, so yeah, that was one of the, my favorite things about bare knuckle was, you know, I'm going to have, not going to have somebody wrestle humping me, you know, the whole time or like, we're going to go get in a real fight. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm here to do is fight for real. I'm not fighting to, to win on scorecards. <laughs> He's going to be done in a minute. Thanks for asking. That guy's wrapping up the interview for us. Is that, what's Always. his name? It's, it's, what was his name again? I'm sorry. Thomas. Thomas. I Thomas. thought, okay. Thomas is, is giving us the rap symbol. Used to, mm-hmm. I'm used to hearing the music play us out. Thomas, I mean, I always get ready to wrap it up anyway, but if Thomas says it's time, it's time. It's time. So uh, <laughs> thank you for coming on for us uh, with us. Excuse me. Uh, thank your son as well for uh, making a special guest appearance. We're excited Don't for your mind. fight. Sorry, Dupree. Thank you, Thomas. We appreciate you, man. Uh, we can't wait to watch it coming up this Saturday. BKFC Jackson Fight Night 2. Crowd's going to be hot. You're going to be walking out, and you're going to have those feelings you were talking about, and you're going to try to destroy someone. This is someone being sorry, DP. We'll see what happens. We're excited for it. Rob, mm-hmm. I know we're talking off the air. We're pretty pumped up. I mean, that, that's one of the... That's awesome I card, think that's man. one that I'm most excited for in the car, one of them. I mean, I really do. So we'll see what happens. BKFC.com to grab that app. Thank you, Quentin. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you, Hero. Hey, Talk to you soon. Guys, on Saturday. Time for a highlight. Looking forward <laughs> to it, man. See you, buddy. There he goes. Quentin the Hero Henry. We had his son, uh, Thomas, what do you call him? The Tiger or something? <laughs> you know, there's the next, maybe, who knows, one of the next people. Well, BKFC. that's his thinker. He said his other. Uh, well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Thinkers can be tough, too. Give it a couple years. Man, he might tough, think he wants to get involved and break some heads. Yeah, fighter's life is tough, man. I'm not sure how, you know, they have so much time for training, for fighting. You have a for- kid. I have two kids. Okay, my wife went into the office today, and mm-hmm. before we went on the air, I was complaining to you about how I, I don't know how to do all this. Like, it's yeah. just so much, and then come into work. If I had to train for a professional bare knuckle fight, too, yeah, I mean, I'd no, get my man. ass kicked anyway, but I probably would. Well, that's why they're the fighters. They're they're cut from a different cloth, they really man. Are, man. <laughs> I love Quentin Henry. It's good to catch up with him, mm-hmm. see what he's up to. Uh, I was excited for him. I know he kind of played it down, but I feel like the black belt excitement was a little more than uh, he, he he kind of played it down a little bit. Dude, he did not. He's usually he usually skirts around the questions. No, he went right at it when when you asked him about you know who he dislikes. That was. Lorenzo Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he, whoa. Yeah. He was very, he, yeah, he didn't point any punches, man. Basically called him a bully mm-hmm. and said he's a poor representation as champion as far as the way he acts. He, he didn't he didn't take anything really that I could see away from his fighting skills, which no, you can't from no, Lorenzo. Care, 100% character. He's done like the way 100% he acts. 100% character. What do you, I mean, maybe, I look, I like mm-hmm. Quentin the Hero Henry. I like the good guy. I like the, the guy that's standing for right and, you know, good role model. Who mm-hmm. doesn't like that, right? But I got to tell you, I've said this many times, and some people get mad at me. I love smack talk, 
And I love when crazy stuff happens. Lorenzo and Lorenzo is the king Hunt of that. Gets in here as much as ev- everybody. Listen, they say it's not going to happen. Listen, it always yes. does. Listen, who he just beat? His two recent opponents. He called UFC, them bums. I couldn't believe he UFC called them bums. Superstars. He got. He was able to get up in here. Eh. He beat them there first, and my that's that's how I view it. Not taking anything away for Lorenzo Hunt's um, skill set. He's an amazing athlete. He's a great fighter. He's great. But I think he beat them there first. That's- well, I think that mentally, I mean, going into a fight, you have to be right. That's one of the mm-hmm. most important things mentally. And if he can take you out mentally before you get there, like it, with Lorenzo, we were talking about how um, he ran into Joe Riggs at Home Depot. I feel <laughs> yeah. like Lorenzo got there like a week early, just went around looking for, uh, like followed him to the store just to get in his head. Uh, but well, maybe he, yeah, he got into his head and then Joe Riggs got into the wrong car and it was a big thing. dude. <laughs> that was the wrong car story. It was I think, no, right? it was, you're, me- you're meshing them all oh, together, but okay. it was a week of uh, craziness yeah, okay. for, uh, for uh, Joe and mm-hmm. Lorenzo. And I do, I see it time and time again, all these fighters, people like Hector or people like Joe, you don't think that Lorenzo's getting going to get in their head, but he finds a way to do it. And you can sit, I'm telling you again, I shall remain nameless, but people have told me he's not getting in my head. A week later, forget about it. It's done. But listen, let's not take anything away from Sawyer DP. Though. We can't. You know, everybody wrote off Frank Tate, and then Frank came out of nowhere, annihilated, <laughs> annihilated Josh Burns. I love Josh so Burns. So do I. Great man. Annihilated him. Knocked out Joey Bell. Who does that? Who's ever done that in BKFC? Not knocked him out. Knocked him out like seconds into the first round decisively. Joey Beltron. Yep. So what's next for Frank Tate? Now, what I think is interesting is I, I kind of took well, some so notes for Sawyer DP. For him to be the man, he's got to what? He's got to beat the man, as That's the great right. Ric Flair says. Woo! Woo! But Sawyer is the guy mm-hmm. that could do it. I, I Usually I'd be like, ah, oh, Quentin's going to walk through somebody. Quentin's mm-hmm. pretty tough. I. Uh, do I think that's going to happen this time? What I've seen out of Sawyer DP, if he, if he keeps coming like he has in the past, if he, if he just keeps rolling the way he's been rolling, it's going to be a tough fight. And Quinton seemed to give him his respect. He seemed to know that. So that's what makes me even more mm-hmm. excited. Quinton didn't say he's going to run through him. You've, you've had people on here. We've had people on and say, yeah, first round knockout. Sawyer, I think his, his keys to victory is to get him emotional. Get the hero emotional. Get him off his game plan, and that's going to be his best bet. Because if we see the hero that we just saw on that video show up, it's going to be a very tough road for Sawyer DP. Yeah, but maybe that's how Sawyer wants it. Maybe Sawyer wants to, you know, get gritty, get the fight in. Mm-hmm. And, and if he can, if he can beat Quentin Henry, that's going to that's going to propel him up are even the, higher in BKFC. Are the odds up? Uh, I don't know if we have green room. Up. Do we have the odds up on the fight yet? I don't know. Well, let them look because as they're looking, oh, I don't know. He's like, I just want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Shut up, guys. Spitting on you. I'm sorry. I do want to talk about uh, quickly about a great article on the website, bkfc.com. Uh, Alan the Talent Belcher. I actually read it. It's so cool because he talks about the fight coming up, talks about his past, his career, and how this is really the lane for him, bare knuckle, how he fell in love with it. I've said it time and time again. Alan Belcher, I see him at BKFC events, I speak with him. You can tell his passion for mm-hmm. fighting, for bare-knuckle fighting championship. He said he was looking at getting into boxing, kind of trying to do more in boxing, but then he said bare-knuckle was more of the lane for him. But here's what I think is the most interesting of the whole article, and you should read the article. It's very good, bkfc.com. It's a short read, too. Um, he says he's not looking past Tate, but he but, predicts a first-round knockout. Really? And, and, you know, we've seen Tate doing first-round knockouts, essentially. Uh, and then he said after that, Arnold Adams is going to be done who makes mistakes just like anyone else he makes fewer mistakes than frank tate but i hardly make any mistakes this is what alan's saying i'll knock arnold adams out probably in the first round as well wow Woo! so there's a very 
confident. And we had Mystic Belcher. Well, we had Bel- Mystic Belcher's Mystic already gone. <laughs> the next two fights, first round knockout, dude. We had here's the odds. We had we had Beltron. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was very confident. I even say, uh, I don't want to say arrogant. It's not confidence. Convinced, but he was very convinced that he's going to knock Frank Tate out quick. And I, to hear that about Arnold Adams, that's crazy too, man. I'd love to hear what Arnold Adams has to say about that. Here's the odds. I'm not a gambling man, uh, nor am I allowed to be, and I'm not. <laughs> so I don't always understand the odds. So the odds here, we see Frank Tate uh, plus two hundred, plus two hundred. Alan Belcher uh, under two sixty. That's how you say it, right? To look informed. We really got to get a gambling guy. On yeah, the show. we need we need, <laughs> we need a better on here, man. I, I, <laughs> you wanted the odds. You take over, Rob. All right. Well, it looks like Alan's a favorite. <laughs> Correct. The two idiots that don't yes. know how to gamble. Yeah. So, for uh, all the people listening, I've had this explained to me. Oh, so here, many times. here's a full screen of it. Ready? All right. <laughs> Uh, Belcher is minus 260. That means he's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Peralta and Martin Brown. Martin's the favorite. If they're there. minus, they're the favorite. If they're minus, mm-hmm. they're the favorite, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So there you go. So you got favorite Martin Brown against Robbie Problems Peralta. Uh, and then if you keep going down, we just talked to Quentin Henry. In the feature bout of the evening. Yeah, we just talked to Quentin Henry, the feature bout of the evening. If we kind of scroll up a little bit, we'll see him in Sword P and see what the odds are for that. Can you scroll up for us, guys? Hey, Best Buy. Come on, man. What are you <laughs> there we man? go. Geek Thank squad you. in there. Where whoa, are you going? Whoa. I feel like I'm getting dizzy here. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. So you see Sawyer and Quentin there, mm-hmm. and uh, you wanted to go through these. This isn't fun for me. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just sound like an idiot. I just wanted to see how, how extreme the odds were, because usually the betters are saying, well, how close or how far away, and it doesn't look like there's a complete, you know, an utter blowout anywhere <clears throat> no it doesn't unless i'm mistaken but well look at like. look at sawyer and quentin i mean that that looks fairly close yeah i mean for a guy who dave was on here calling uh, the upset guy sawyer mm-hmm. that's fairly close that's wow betonline.ag place your bets place your hey, bets if you yeah, got bet some, online uh, ag let's i'm seeing jeremiah riggs in there too so before we go I, I i don't know if we've talked about this before i think it's so interesting jeremiah riggs so much history in different just forms of Entertainment, I guess. Okay. He did. You know, he's on WWE Tough Enough. We've talked about that, right? No. Oh yeah, he was I on, didn't know that. Oh, he did well. He actually signed a developmental deal with Florida Championship Wrestling, I think, for WWE. He was there. Uh, it didn't pan out. There's all kinds of things online you can read about. I don't believe what I read because when we deal with him, he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Alan Belcher told us this last time. Uh, last time Riggs fought, he is a professional bull rider, I believe, as well. Yeah, I remember that. This guy does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and. And Dave was saying earlier that uh, Jeremiah Riggs is just a tough guy, a great fighter. Tough as great... Nails, man. Now, if you Army look, he, Ranger. he took Army Ranger too. That's what I mean. Everything this guy's got. He took that fight against Connor Tierney, and what? Like, was it a week or two's notice? And he told if me the American flag was a human. It would be him. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He told me that he said that's again. He told me when he took that fight. I, I don't know if I told the story in here. I was walking through the casino on the way of the fight, and I just feel a pair of hands grab me on my shoulders, all pumped up. I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, Hey. Sosh. I go, yeah. He goes, wait till you see this fight tonight. Wait till you see this fight tonight. So it got me all excited. And sure as hell, it was a great fight. Sure so was. Jeremiah, Billy Wagner's no slouch either. That guy, straight out of, he's also a Montana boy. And another guy that everybody in Montana knew and, and couldn't say enough good stuff about. Billy Wagner. Um, I believe he fought for us in Great Falls. I wasn't there, right? I, I believe so, I believe yes. so. So this is, mm-hmm. this is exciting. I mean, look at the card. Let's take a final drink this. Let's take a final look at the card. You got them all here. This is something that's going to be happening on Saturday night. BKFC.com. Grab the app. Main card starts at 9. Prelims start at 8. And as I said before, you don't want to miss the prelims because these are guys that are trying to prove themselves. Not only that, I want to say this about people that complain about being on the free view, the prelims. Sometimes you get that from time to time. Really? I never understood that. 
Because for me, you have a huge worldwide audience because it's free. Mm-hmm. So now you're exposing yourself to all these people and, and your brand. But on top of that, you're setting the tone for the night. That's the buy-in. That's where people, they're going to see the free, li- free view, the prelims, and then they're going to hopefully buy it on the app. So you're the guys that are setting the tone. To me, it's some of the most important fights of the nights of the free view. My opinion. The majority of these fighters on this card have less than five fights, meaning you are in the beginning of a brand new organization. So come out, put on a great show, win or lose. We've seen people go from prelims that lost. They've gone into the main card because the fights are so good. You can easily catapult into the main stage by putting on a great show. Just show the world what you got. It's that easy. Rob, show up. We always say a lot of times when we do, we have debuters fighting, or like you're saying, people with under five fights, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, people from um, tryouts, that sometimes, a lot of times, they're the best fights on the card because they're looking to impress. They want to be brought back. And some of these guys, you're seeing them being brought back more and more. You're seeing a Billy Wagner come back. You're seeing a Sori DP. I mean, look how quick he's risen up the ranks. Mm-hmm. He's risen exactly. up the ranks. You're seeing all these people that continuously come in and they want to not only win, not only make money, but they want legacy. They're in search of legacy, a lot of these fighters, when I talk to them. And, and that's very important to them. So they're going to fight their hearts out. And they're doing that for themselves and for the fans. And we love them for it. Main event. Stack card. The oh, main event. They're going to beat the crap out of Frank each other. Frank Tate is coming off two, like I said, two huge upset wins. He is the main event. He's the main event. So if you want to be on the card, you want to get off the prelims, you want to be in that main event, knock people out. You can get up there. <laughs> knock people you can get up out. There. We saw Frank Come Tate. in. Show them what you got. Well, we'll see what happens. BKFC.com. Again, grab the app. Alan Belcher versus Frank Tate. Belcher's saying first round knockout. That's who he's predicting. I think Frank Tate thinks that's kind of humorous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just know that it's going to be a barn burner. There's going to be a lot of heavy shots thrown, sure man. Is, I can't man. wait. And I think I told you last week, but when I asked Alan last time what was the next fight before I knew about this, he just went like this. So he's ready, man. He's trying to win that title. And, you know, this has implications. It's not an eliminator, but I would guess whoever wins this deserves a shot at Arnold Adams, right? How do you not? How do you not give that? In and I got to tell you, the winner one of this has to. I want to see either one of them. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I want to see either one of them for Arnold. Yeah. I, I'm going to have my popcorn. I'm going to have my fish and chips ready. And speaking fish of and fish chips. and chips. Yeah, I knew where you are going with that. That's good, Rob. Right You're getting good at these transitions. <laughs> fish and chips. We're talking about BKFC uh, going to England, the UK, London. Excited about That's going to be awesome. We're very excited. I don't know what fights that we're talking about now. I don't know what's up there, but I know that. Oh, man, there's a lot of big fights being juggled around. That's what I mean. I would love to just run my lips right now. Because it's ships, a dude. huge, huge announcement that's uh, going to be leaked, announced. It's, it's coming out. You know, they're all like this. All the, all the only hands groups are in, yeah. trying to like, search <laughs> to figure out what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Well, that's why we love everybody's so passionate. And I, that's not a knock on them. Everybody, the podcasters and everything, they're all so passionate uh, to find out what's going on. And that's take a big interest in what we do. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, Wembley Arena is going to be rocking. It is, man. At least uh, two of the cards that are locked in, signed, ready to rock. You got Sam Shoemaker, who's coming back. It's been a long time since we've seen him in the ring. Looking forward to seeing him back in action. Who's Sam fighting? Rep- you know, right? Rep- representing. Representing good old American flag. That's that's his favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably one of the most patriotic guy, patriotic guys that we have on the roster. Mm-hmm. Sam's excited to be back. I'm excited to see Sam back. Uh, I didn't like how his last fight went. Now it's a chance. Not only think about this: if you're Sam mm-hmm. Shoemaker, you're going across the pond representing the United States of America. Your last fight did not go. It's no secret how you wanted it to go. 
So the redemption you're chasing, the redemption story here, plus defending the U.S., this is probably one of the most important fights. I don't know for sure, but for Sam Shoemaker's life, I would think. Uncle Sam's uncle's name is Uncle Sam Shoemaker. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so what else do we have coming up in England? I know uh, we're talking Connor, Connor Tierney, Tierney oh, Joel like, Moore. Oh, hold on. Connor oh. Tierney, Joel Moore. Mike's head exploded on, when I heard man. that. Come on, I'm man. so excited to not only see Connor Tierney back because we were just talking about him. He's fun to watch fight. Guy's a rising star. They woke up and chose violence. He did. <laughs> well, Joe Elmore, a guy who has said it many times, Joe Elmore's fun to watch fight, man. He's a warrior. Yes, Joe Elmore's man. never no been quit. knocked out. He said, no he said he'll offer somebody $10,000, he said, if they can find tape of him being knocked out. He said he will never be knocked out. Not going to happen. I, I said that many occasions. Very passionate dude. Wonderful guy. And you can see the passion when he fights. I mean, the guy bit a hole in his tongue one time and kept going. Yeah. He's a freaking animal warrior. So to see Joe, the hitman Elmore back, excited about that, especially against Connor Tierney. Like, that's going to be awesome. I could just buy it for those two. I'd travel to England for those two fights. Seriously. Are you stuff. going? Are you going there? I don't know. Nobody told me yet. I, they probably won't let me on a plane. I'll probably do not fly. Who knows? I, yeah. I, I don't want to I talk about I try getting it. a boat, man, because I hate flying. <laughs> Dude, it was, yeah, I'm not Yes, that's Rob. It's like a three or four day. A journey? I'm going to be on like the wrong boat. You got to wear your I'm sailor like, yeah, this hat. One, this one looks good. This cargo ship, 45 days later. Where's Rob at? Be like Titanic. <laughs> Me and you'll be floating. We'll be floating that little piece of wood. <laughs> By the way, I wish I, had the, I wish I had the picture. I saw at the end of the Titanic, you know, when Jack's kind of like hanging on that piece of wood and she's like, oh, the whole dumb part at the end. So like, I saw that piece of wood. I saw it at Planet Hollywood uh, in Florida, right? I saw okay. that piece of wood. She's a piece of dirt. She didn't let him on it. They both could have fit. They could have fit three people on that, dude. Yeah, I mean, humans are, are, are buoyant, so it's not like the piece of wood would have sunk. Man, would you let me it's on? It's cold. It's cold, man. Would you it's let cold. me? You're not answering my question. Would you it's let cold. me? It's cold. That's <laughs> what I'd say, Brian. It's cold. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. We're excited. BKFC England, full speed ahead. Got BKFC 26, Hollywood, Florida. Let's talk about that real quick before we get out of here. Yeah, I mean, man. these are stacked cards. This one, Hollywood, England. Boom, boom, boom. So BKFC 26 on top. Elvin El Bandito Brito taking on the champ. Or oh, the other his, champ. For his, his, for his strap. Type, versus, yeah, versus he's putting his strap on the line against... Uh, against Luis Baboon Palomino. For the second time. Not putting the strap no. on, but they're meeting for a second but time. But it's very important we talk about that. If you look at it, I want people to understand it's for the welterweight championship. That's what it's for. Brito versus Palomino. And there's... Look, I've spoke to both guys. I've talked to both of them. Uh, Luis is typical Luis. Mm -hmm. He's calm. He, he, he talks a little bit of trash in his own kind of little way where it probably cuts you when you hear it because he's not yelling. He's not screaming. He's very well, confident. He him his son. Yeah. Well, he, I hear that he might be calling him his grandson after this time. He was telling Ooh. me that. So that'll, I'm sure that'll all be in um, the ungloved when we get it done. Uh, looking forward to that. But I talked to both these guys. And I'll tell you something. I've never seen in my time that I've known Elvin Brito. Mm -hmm. I've never seen the fire out of him that I've seen in this interview. It's personal, man. I've oh, never sure seen. I've never seen him get emotional. And after after Palomino's last bout, and they had their, you know, they had their beef. I honestly thought we were going to have to get security in there, and it's going to be, you know, a whole lot of issues. Luckily, nothing did happen. But man, there's there's some bad blood between these guys. Yeah, and and. You know, Palomino has always says he's fiending for a knockout. Fans mm -hmm. love seeing knockouts. He says it's been a fiending. He always goes like that. Mm -hmm. He says it's been a while since he had one. He wants to give his fans one. Uh, Elvin Brito's like, I'm not worried that he's coming up in weight. I'm not worried about power with that man. I, I He doesn't seem the least bit. Like sometimes you can kind of see it in someone's eyes. They say they're not intimidated, but they are a little bit. He does not seem the least bit intimidated. He's He told me he could fight today. He would fight. He'd fight him today. He said he wants to fight today. Uh, Brito said that about Luis if he could. 
So, yeah, I mean, he's lot, ready to a go. Lot, a lot has changed since their first bout. You know, you have Good John that's training with the Palomino camp. You have Lorenzo Hunt who's training. Well, with- let me tell you, actually, um, Jay Action Jackson, who fights for us, arrived in Puerto Rico on Saturday to start training with Elvin to kind of <laughs> help him get the end of his camp in. Uh, and then iron, also iron sharpens iron, man. Today, today's Tuesday. Yeah, today, uh, Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt is arriving in Puerto Rico today. So he's got both those guys training with him. Uh, and, you know, that that's... It seems to work for them well in the past. Mm-hmm. And Luis was telling me, you know, he's, what do you say? Uh, cafe con leche. It's like, it's like uh, coffee and milk. That's what the cafe con leche, the two mm-hmm. of them. He, they're always together. Uh, I had called Luis to set up an interview and they were in the car together. I said, this is so strange to have you both <laughs> in the same car and not like ready to beat each other's asses. And they were laughing. But he's got, you know, Tyler there. Good, John. Mm-hmm. He's training with him. He said uh, Jade Malsam Wong, she might be coming over to train with him. The Cuban oh, Assassin's okay. training with him. So I feel like Palomino's got his little army he's developing. Elvin Brito and those guys have their little army they're developing. And you're seeing this. We talked about we talked about earlier different styles. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing certain camps develop. You have Shift MMA over here with mm-hmm. Martin Smash Brown and Terry Janowski. And um, you have um, uh, Jared, um, Jared Warren there as well. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing all these camps. You're seeing these guys. Like you said, Iron Sharp is Iron. And this is how the different styles are happening. These guys are all sharing techniques when they go places but as we spotlight this more you'll see more of it i mean we're seeing it if you're looking at social media you're seeing it too or the ungloved pieces it's really cool to see how you 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 can train with a boxer that's cool but you want to train with another bare knuckle guy joe riggs was saying that he's training you know with leo Bashir and billy wagner and those guys it's not the same if you train with an mma guy or they don't know they've never done it so it's just a different ball game i've never done i just know from what i'm saying i mean it's it's very cool to me to see these little camps developing and i do feel and I don't know how you feel about this, but I do feel there's little rivalries developing too. Like they don't always say it, but you can feel. Oh yeah, it. man. You can yeah, feel between that's my camps. Team. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, my man. team. My, my, if my man goes down, that's not good. Yeah, I that's mean, not good. They're gonna start calling other people out. I'm, I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen. Uh, the rest of the card, the 24th. I mean, it's stacked. We just announced. Uh, I'm very excited about you know Ooh, we're going. The Britain Queen Hart. B is back. Oh, I was talking about Britain Hart. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Versus. Versus uh, Beck Rollins. Yes, yes, so, sir. So these are two people also that I've spoken with, and they're both ready to go. And I got to tell you, I feel the like rematch. Beck Rollins is throwing, I don't know if she means to do it, but I feel like Rollins is throwing a little disrespect. She seems to be, I, I believe she said she's not taking anyone lightly. You can't do that in a bare knuckle fight. But from some of her comments, she doesn't seem to rate, um, you know, Britain or many of the BKFC uh, women as, as good, quote, she said boxers. But you don't need to be a boxer in bare knuckle. You need to be a fighter. So well, when she I mean, said that, I didn't understand yeah, what she meant. She's got she she can talk that talk though, man. She's undefeated. She sure can. Know. She sure can. And she was talking the talk, and she's ready to go. But then you got Britain on the other side of things that's been wanting to fight, and now here she goes. She gets totally this fight. Different person since their first. Oh bout yeah, of man. Too. We talk totally about and and redemption. I always mention that word because mm-hmm. if you lose or mess something up in your life. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You want that second opportunity to get it back. Now, Britain has that, and we're going to see it in Hollywood. I'm pumped. That's just two fights. I mean, what else do you have on that card that you know about? That's it. That's all we need to <laughs> talk about. Well, that's cool. Think about that. We're just selling two fights right now mm-hmm. off the top of our heads. And like I said, I would pay for those two fights. That's it. I'd be happy. Yeah, man. So it, it runs deep, though. Stacked, brother. It runs deep. With a lot of good stuff coming up. Again, we start this Saturday, BKFC Fight Night Jackson Part Deuce. Right. And uh, we're excited about it. Stack card. We hope you'll join us. BKFC.com. Rob, you have anything else before we end this? Get the app. Get the app. It's live. It's brand new. The new app. The new app. Yes. Mm -hmm. How did I forget that? If you want to experience the new app coming up uh, on BKFC.com, grab the app. It's incredible. It's got everything on there. It's got fighter profiles. And here's the thing. It's got... 
You can buy merch on there. It's like one-stop shop. That's right. And the best part about it is I talked to our app people. Uh, the CTO was talking to me the other day. Mm. Uh, <laughs> should I mention? Am I allowed to mention her name? I can, right? She won't be I upset. don't know. Uh, the king. I'll call her the king. Uh, so you wouldn't I, call her the queen? That, well, she's the king. That's her last name. Oh, very clever. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, light bulb. Uh, I talked to her the other day, Christy King. She's our mm-hmm. CTO. And she was explaining Phenomenal some stuff about job, the app man. for me. Phenomenal Dude, job. it's not even... Here's the thing. The new app is great now. HD quality picture. It's it's You're awesome. I've been using it in the beta test. But we ain't seen nothing yet. Apparently, there's, there's all this stuff. Rollouts. Every month, they're going to yep. keep rolling stuff out. She says, she kept saying, it's a good time to be a BKFC fan because you're going to get... It's like a gift every month. Now, five bucks gets you a monthly subscription to an entire history of content. Live events. There's no additional charge. No additional charge. Say it again, brother. Preach. <laughs> a lot of people get confused, though, because you purchase a product and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. Okay, that's going to be $40 on top of the $5, no, on top of the w- whatever else. That pisses me off. I hate that. That's like, you know, for all you gamers out there, you purchase a $50 game and it's like, oh, oh, now you want these new skins. Now you want these new characters. $5 here, $10 here. That $50 game is now $500. It's like, how the hell did I get here? What happened? I used to go to the like GameStop <laughs> or whatever electronics boutique and yeah. buy a second game for like 40 bucks there's no there's no (laughs) dlc with this app man there's no downloadable content you get the five bucks all in best price and and, and it is it's the best best value best price in combat sports but the other thing is like i said it's going to be like christmas every month they're going to keep rolling Mm -hmm. more and more stuff out i mean you're going to see uh i've heard some rumors i don't want to get too deep into it let's go i love rumors uh, can i can i talk about some so I heard there's going to be an audio platform on here of podcasting. Oh, I heard, nice, I heard man. So people going, can listen to, to us. There. Yes. Blabber and... Uh, <laughs> yes. And then I also, I also heard great, a lot of other blabber. Exists. What's not that, Evan? Talk up. It already exists. It's on there. It's not a rumor. Oh, okay. Evan, what do you got for us? I don't know. Evan Wait. sounds like he's falling asleep in there. He went to the beach last week. I want some week, drama. Man. That's why. Let's give me some drama. What do you want me to do? Rob, punch me in the on? face. Give him drama. I don't know. Let's don't go. Know, what's man. the hottest thing going on in BKFC right now that we could talk about? You tell me. I, well, I think I think London's pre- I think London's pretty huge. We covered a lot of other things today. on the horizon. If mm. if I open my mouth out, you know, probably the biggest announcement in history of combat sports within BKFC. I know. It's right there. It's so with close. Yeah, it's Shut. so We're close. So close it's, a, and we can. it's basically going to be a huge super fight along with a lot of other fun things and stuff that if I talk, I'll be fired immediately. I'm actually shocked we kept under wraps for so long. You know, like different people's phones are ringing right now. Exactly, They're trying to find man. it. I just got to Big shout out, out to all those leakers out there that weren't able to leak it yet. Well, don't challenge him, dude. <laughs> hey, don't, you better shut up, Rob. <laughs> I, I, this is, don't challenge him. Don't do that. Not They're worth like, it. Oh, man, I got to find out. I got to find out. We'll get him. Well, while we're here, we should mention, you mentioned Sam, but what about Mickey? I just said Mick Terrell. Mick yeah. Terrell is a, is a guy that that I don't think. I, I, don't, wouldn't, I wouldn't mention uh, Mick Terrell. Or, <laughs> I know why you won't. But Killer B. Let's get the her thing. opinion on him. Here's the thing. Mick Terrell, I don't think the last time we saw him fight for us uh, against Arnold Adams, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that was the true Mick Terrell. I, I don't. And I'm excited. Well, there was all those rumors of the, he'd he be had, sick. He didn't you know, feel yeah, well. He had COVID or mm-hmm. his team had it. So let's see what this real Mick Terrell's about, like, man. Hostile that they called it through the air ducts of someone that brought in like fast food or some nonsense, dude. I, I, I can't keep up with it. But if he was ill, was that the real fighter? Now's his chance. Now it's his chance for redemption. So I said, I'm ex- that's part of my excitement in seeing mm-hmm. him fight. He's got to be in his hometown, so there's no traveling for him. 
Uh, hopefully he's not sick. And we get to see the real Mick Terrell, which I've heard about Mick Terrell from people. Uh, Josh Burns, when he's fighting for us, he was telling us about Mick Terrell, how, how he's talented. Then when I saw Mick Terrell perform, I was kind of like, wow, this is the guy. It didn't make sense. Then it all made sense afterwards. I'm excited for the, the fighters. I'm excited for their fan base. Those European fans are on a whole other level. You go to a footy match, you know, footy. soccer for footy. America. You call it footy, right? I love it. You go to, if that's right, it might be uh, a, another sport. I might sound like a jerk off. but <laughs> Well, I won't say what else is new. Their fans are <laughs> insane. I know, I know. Their fans are a second to none, man. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the uh, press conferences and all the buildup for the London. Well, I was talking to uh, Tony, and I said, we got to get like the best you know, five to ten hype-up songs. Uh, you know, because the crowd will get so into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, those, those are the easy Sweet ones, Caroline. Yep. I think we need to know. get BKFC soccer jerseys made or something. Well, I think that'd, that'd be, be kind of cool. cool. I'd buy one. That, I, I might wear one are, of them around, too. Are you just saying that so we say it? Are we making them? Are we? Yeah. Are we? We're working on it. We've got them mocked up. I love Evan. Yeah, I, don't I love how Evan doesn't follow along with what I'm trying Whatever. to do. Yeah, <laughs> we're, working, we're working on it. You're the best, Evan. You're great. <laughs> I've been stuck in my office for Evan just looks like he's ready to like da- die I, over there I haven't eaten yet today I'd love a little lunch alright so you want us to end the show is that what why you're saying I, why, why do I listening? look so shiny and greasy what you guys doing to me man <laughs> Freaking, I don't know it's cause it's hot in here we'll get, dude we'll get you some makeup next time I know man. it's hot in here look I, I want to get back to the app real quick and I just want to say that basically everything that you already know about the app the stuff you've already been able to uh, use, that's all going to be there. Yes. Now, the new stuff coming out as we roll it out every month, they didn't even get into a lot of the new stuff with me yet. They're supposed to send me an email with some of that stuff. So, um, it's it's just every month there's new stuff. But my favorite thing is, like I said, the great picture quality and that it's not going to lag and it's, we're going to be able to sign say, on let's to it. Talk, let's talk about the most important aspect of right? it, watching live events. If you're unable to watch a live event, if you're unable to process an order, there's no product. There's, there's nothing. Yep. Like I, I, I'd kiss a goodbye too. I'd be like, I'm out. I'm done. But that's done. That's history. I know. The new app, where we're at, phenomenal. Great product. Can't wait to everyone download it. You can watch it on any device. Any device. I was just watching Jim Fergosi come walking, and I was listening to you, Jim Fergosi there, Von Hayes. It was Von Hayes. For you, for you, Philly, for you Phillies fans, if you remember Von Hayes, that's our Von Hayes, DC. What's up, brother? All right, so... Uh, yeah, I'm excited about. It. I really wasn't listening to what you're saying. I was seriously looking you're just at. Just talking his, about the app. Yeah, um, I was looking at his yeah, cool Philly sport. The, uh, the uh, original. Nice. So basically, in a nerdy sense, the original masters of all the shows are on. So it's not you know a compressed version. It's the raw original quality. So that's why when you watch it on the TV, it's going to look you know super HD. Bling bling. Yo, that's rumor it. has it. Rumor yeah. has it, and maybe someone can chime in on this because. You know, I'm a nerd, you know, <laughs> I, I'm way too old to be on Twitch, but I'm on it. Oh, are you? I'm definitely in the comments on the YouTube, you know, just engaging. I, I just love talking to fans. I love talking to other people and getting their yeah. opinion. And those are huge components. You know, people go onto the streams. Yeah, you're Sometimes you got your trolls, but, you know, just communicating and just having a good time. I heard that there's going to be an option on the app where it's going to be able to be interactive, just like Twitch. No, I heard that too. I heard there's going to be games, betting. I mean, there's so much extensive like fighter stats, virtual reality. There's going to be contests. Yeah, like, Evan, these can, are... can you confirm all that, please? So when people... uh, yeah, I know <laughs> if uh, if that comes or doesn't come, uh, 
be sure to message Rob Brazos on Facebook. <laughs> Send all your complaints there. That profile is hidden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you, you can't find Rob. Good luck. He's it's ghosted, like wit- man. Witness protection over there. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff rolling yeah, out. Over, really. It's not all coming out at once. It take, it's got to mm-hmm. be developed and vendors have to be brought in. I feel like I feel like if we, you know, we just can kind of tell them that they're mm-hmm. There are things coming, and we just gave them an idea with the games and the contests. Well, if and you had an idea for the app, what would you add to it? If anything, any app or anything you saw cool on TV, that what I, would you? Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm a fit. What I would add to it. One mm-hmm. of the things that's being rumors. What I would add to it. That would be my first pick. I love okay. the, the contesting feature. So my favorite thing about Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, other than the fighters and the fights, and you know, watching the actual broadcast, is the way that we can engage with our fans like no other combat sport does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm out walking around the audience talking to people. You know, it's, it's fun to do that. So how can we bring our, I'm always looking at how we can bring our fans in more to what we do. Corners. I think like Contests. live chat forums, like a, yeah. an ad, like AMAs with fighters. They could do yeah. live Q and A's, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And I think and it's I, all doable. It sure is. And I think we're on the cusp of doing all that. It's just, if you roll too much out too quick, then we're going to, Fail. You don't mm-hmm. want to fail. You, you want to roll it out slowly. You want to give people a chance to digest. Because if you give them too much, they're not going to digest all the content. They Look, if I give you 15 things in one day, you're going to be like, ah. But if I give you one, you, you learn it, you understand mm-hmm. it. The next month, you get another one. But I love contests. To get back to what you're asking, like, mm-hmm. how can we do contests where we get fans to give them you know, free upgrading seats? Mm-hmm. How can we do free merch? You can buy the merch right there. You get the official merch look. Uh how can we do that kind of stuff? Anything that engages the fans more. How can we have the fans vote? I would, maybe this isn't popular, I would have the fans vote for matches I once in a while. like I'd have a fan voted on a fight that they want to see. The, uh... Fan fights. No, I'd have a fan. I'd have the fans oh. set a fight up. Here's the four mm. potential fights we're thinking of. Which one do you want? I, I love so fan interaction. And I'm I hope so we do. I think we're going to do a lot more of that at BKFC.com with the new app, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I, that is a strong component to any strong business is being able to interact listen and engage with your fan base but how often does and i'm not i'm not Mm going to say it in organization i'll Mm -hmm. say and i'm talking pro wrestling i'm talking mma i'm talking combat sports Mm -hmm. or any kind of sport how often do they engage with the fans in the way that we do they don't they just don't they're too big they're huge we're growing, growing, growing rapidly. But here's the thing. It's only been four years as of the other day. Yep. So we're still very much in tune, able to talk to the fan base. You can come up to me or Rob or Evan. Evan's had it happen when he's shooting. Well, not when he's shooting. Don't bother him. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk to you. I mean, you come. No, Dave. Evan loves it, man. If, if, if Evan is <laughs> yeah, shooting and you little, have a camera, he loves it when you get in front of him or, or if he's walking. Just tap him on the shoulder and ask him questions. Yeah, if you have a fake <laughs> press pass. Yeah, he's, I mean, that just. I can't believe the audacity of some people yeah. to just sneak into an event with a fake press pass or anything or even no press pass. Just walk in the back with a camera and they're just going. And I'm like, imagine, imagine going to a UFC show, walking into the locker room with a camera. I could do it if I needed yeah. to. I bet, I bet you could make it back there. No, but no actually, the security's gotten a lot. Well, better. no, there's a whole difference. We haven't seen a like... giant fight at one of our shows in a long time, like, <laughs> like at 19. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not... we, we've really beefed up the security. So, uh, can I talk to them? Good. The uh, plaguing violence across the country. I'm going to get in and out oh, on that. Boy. Here we go. No, I want to get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. That no, was I, I, gold. I, I, I agree with you. Violence dude. is bad. No. No, one one thing I really one thing I really wanted to talk on is is Dave Feldman kind of spoke on it about 
you know, underground fighting and people underground fighting. And, you know, there's other ways we can settle differences than going out into shooting things up and oh, yeah. killing people. Come on. I mean, as a community, start underground boxing. You know, apply to your local gym. Let your aggression and your anger and your hate for whoever, whatever, do it in a positive manner. Do it in the most positive that you can. There's no perfect manner to do it. But, you know, the random shootings, the random killings, man, it's just not good for It's not good for It's not good for anybody, man. Do you no. know what I mean? It's not no. good for us. Get your aggression out in other ways. Yeah, let's, actually, let's, let's bring them into the ring. We Suit talked. Uh, we talked about Reggie. When loser a draw? There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with losing a fight. No, you're not losing. You know, you're not losing your manhood. You know, because the majority of the killings, it's it's men. It's shooting each other. It's stabbing. It's craziness. But we talked about uh, Reggie Barnett earlier. Mm-hmm. He had told me a story when he uh, did some time in prison that he was able to help develop a fighting program, like a boxing program mm-hmm. in there, and how good it was for the inmates. Like, you would think, oh, no yeah. way, they're not going to allow that, teach them how to fight. But just the discipline that it put into it, and I guess that maybe to get your aggression out so you're not yeah. fighting in general population, you're, you're doing it in, in a ring, or you're, you know, I, I think that that's a very worthwhile thing. And I think that, I, but unfortunately, Rob, I, I feel like we can say that till we're blue in the face, mm-hmm. but these people that are shooting places up and stuff, they have mental issues, and they're not thinking... Like mm-hmm. we are saying, oh, I should just go do yeah. a fight. They they have a plan of what they're going to do, and that's it's sure, scary. Man. I mean, when you're served a uh, a recipe for uh, disaster, don't expect anything but disaster to come out of it, man. There's there's a lot of moving parts of why we're in the situation where we're in right now. Just to, as a society as a whole, I think there's certain steps though that we can take now to help each other out and come up with offer solutions. Without offering a solution, though, we're going to be going down the same path. Even just offering a solution might not even be a good solution. But f- fuck it. Just say something. Do something. Let's try to change the trajectory of things. How many times you look at these pictures of these shooters and you go, man, that dude looks nuts. I know it's profiling, but that dude looks nuts. Like, how did nobody... Or you hear things. Why did nobody say anything? Because people were afraid to. So, I mean... That's that's pretty much how I feel about that. And, and Let's get I know- him into the gyms, man. Let's const- you know, get it constructive. Maybe we can get into sports and BKFC and make turn something of what could be a, a very negative situation into a positive situation where further down the line, they're the Reggie Barnetts or they're the Quentin Henrys and they're teaching the, the, the future about combat sports in a positive way. Positive, positive mm-hmm. way. All about positive reinforcement, BKFC, uh, and this show, too. We're a very positive show, aren't yeah. we, Rob? We try to be. <laughs> Especially off the air. We're, we're talking about punching people in the we're face. We're so positive off the air. You should hear us. We should just uh, put the mics on 10 minutes before we go on. Listen, thanks again for hanging out with us. We appreciate every one of you. We appreciate all of you. We're excited. BKFC rolling into Jackson, Mississippi. That's this Saturday night. Make sure you're tuned in. New BKFC app, bkfc.com. We're rolling, baby. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. So until next week, thanks for joining us. Knuckle up! Oh. Like, comment, subscribe! <laughs>